English with Rob. Hi everybody, it's Rob. I'm back yet again. I know it's been a long time since I made a podcast, and you may have been surprised when you saw this podcast pop up in your feed. Oh, English with Rob. I thought that podcast had finished. I thought he was making no more. Well, no. I'm back. I've just been busy. I don't want to、um, tell you guys too much at the start of the podcast because, you know, not everybody knows me. Not everybody cares about my life. They just want to learn some English. So、uh, I'll do some English teaching. We'll learn some things, and then if you're interested, I'll give you a bit of a glimpse into my life and why I've been so busy at the end of the podcast. All right. So, what's the theme of today's podcast? The theme of today's podcast is, as you probably read in the title, using jokes to teach and learn English. Now, I wrote this episode. Well, wrote the note form of this episode. Wrote the outline of this episode, which I'm looking at right now, weeks ago, possibly months ago. Since then. I've seen that Luke from Luke's English podcast has released a podcast, something along the same lines,、uh, jokes in English, and、uh, I just want to reassure you that、um, this is not a copy of that. In fact, I haven't listened to that one on purpose. So、um, maybe, maybe some of the same jokes will be involved in this lesson.、Um, if that's the case, and you have listened to Luke's English podcast. Uh, the episode about jokes, then you、uh, will know them already. But hey, there are so many jokes out there; it's quite unlikely. But I thought that jokes、uh, would be a good subject to talk about because I've been thinking myself about using them in lessons and whether it would be a good thing or a bad thing.、Uh, so I was sort of sort of brainstorming with myself and going to talk about a few of my experiences. And yeah, explain to you about jokes. Why are they funny? Are they funny? And then look at maybe why, as an English learner, you don't always understand the jokes. So let's get started with some. So you might know these first two words, but they are words that I find English learners often confuse, and they are fun and funny. Fun and funny, both adjectives, both describe something. Something can be fun or something can be funny. But what is the difference? Well, if it makes you laugh, it's funny.、Uh, watching Mr. Bean is funny. Mr. Bean himself, he's funny, a funny guy. And you know, I have I have friends. Oh, yeah, he's quite funny. She's quite funny.、Uh, funny, funny people. Uh, something can happen to you, which can be funny. You, I don't know, watch somebody fall off of their bike, and it can be funny for you, not for the person who fell off their bike. And what's fun? Well, fun is something you enjoy, something enjoyable. So I, I went to a party last night. It was fun. I went to a picnic at the weekend. It was fun. 
And you can describe a person as fun. Oh, he's, yeah, he's a real fun guy. She's a real fun lady. Um, just they're enjoyable to be around. Maybe they're not funny. Maybe they're not telling jokes the whole time. Maybe they don't make you laugh. But maybe they're just fun. Fun to be around. So there you go. The difference between fun and funny. I hope you find some of these jokes funny. And I hope the, I hope the podcast episode is fun to listen to. All right. So, if something is funny, then you're going to laugh, right? Or if you prefer a received pronunciation accent, you're going to laugh, yeah? Laugh or laugh. Um, that's the way I pronounce laugh, laugh. <laughs> um, but what if it's the opposite? What if you don't find the joke funny or the joke is too obvious or too stupid? What sound are you going to make? You're going to go, Ugh. Ugh. and what is this sound called? It's not called a laugh, it's called a groan. To groan. So you might laugh more likely though with the jokes that I'm including. More likely you're going to groan when you hear these jokes. Okay, next on the list is the phrase to get it. To get it. If you understand the joke, you get it. If somebody tells you a weird joke, you can say, I, I don't get it. Sorry. I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. What? How is it funny? Do you get it? No, sorry. I, I just don't get it. Later on, think, oh, why? Oh, right. That's the joke. That was why it was funny. Okay. I get it now. Yeah, I get it now. So to get it, to understand the joke. If you understand the joke, then maybe it's because you have a good sense of humor, a good sense of humor. So if you find things funny, generally you find something funny, you have a sense of humor. If there is somebody in your life or at your work, or maybe a neighbor who is never smiling, is never happy, that person has no sense of humor. And you can modify sense of humor. For example, I have, I have quite a dark, sense of humor. I like jokes about things you shouldn't joke about. That's a dark sense of humor. Uh, you might have a, a slapstick sense of humor. You like slapstick things. You like um, watching Mr. Bean is quite slapstick, I suppose, quite physical comedy. Uh, you can have a sarcastic sense of humor where you like sarcasm, saying things the opposite for comic effects. Right, sense of humor, what's next on the list? Okay, next on the list is the word pun. A pun, or to pun. A pun is basically a word joke, a play with words, wordplay. It's a pun. And there will be lots of puns in this lesson because the jokes, these English jokes, puns especially, are usually based on either homonyms or homophones. And homonyms is when it's the same word, but a different meaning, like band. Band, that's a homophone. It has two meanings, a band, like a group of musicians who play together. The Beatles were the best band in the world ever. Discuss. 
No, don't. And band can also mean, uh, you know, something that goes around around your head is a headband. Something that goes around your arm is an armband. Band. And also homophones are pun. Many puns are based on homophones. Homophones. For example, um, the number eight, and the verb to eat in the past is eight. Sounds exactly the same. Different spelling, but sounds exactly the same. And this can lead to all sorts of hilarity. For example, in the pun,、uh, why was six afraid of seven? Why? Because seven, eight, nine. Yeah, seven, eight, nine.、It、sounds like the number seven, eight's the number nine. Are you groaning right now? Are you going? Well, you're going to be doing more soon. No, actually, that's probably the worst joke of the podcast. I haven't even prepared that one. That was just the one that came to my head because I was talking about homophones. Okay. So puns, puns.、Uh, yeah, I think puns are fun, and、uh, they can make you grin. They can make you grin. To grin is another word for smile.、Um, oh, let's have a little jingle before we carry on. Okay, so now I want to talk about why jokes can be good, or why maybe they're not so good for teaching and learning English. And my first point is puns. Are fun. P U N S puns are fun. Yes, puns are lots of fun. When I make a joke with a homophone, or I make you grin with a homonym, it just shows that puns. Puns are fun. I believe. I believe that puns are fun. Okay, I'm going to say more about that. Why? Why maybe they're not fun? Why they might not be fun later? But we're still in the positives, the reasons to use jokes in the classroom. So first, puns are fun. Secondly, because puns and other jokes are often based around words with double meanings, then you learn a new meaning. For a word which you already knew, you probably already knew the one of the meanings of one of the words, and the fact that it's a joke tells you that oh, this word has another meaning and it means this, and this is why this joke is funny. Okay. Another reason to use jokes to learn is because they are memorable. Remembering things when you're learning a language, of course, is very important. And if you have heard a joke about a word or involving a word, and it's made you laugh or maybe groan, then you are more likely to remember it. Yeah, you've had a, like a your brain has had interaction with it, and something hopefully will be lasting in your memory. With this comes the opportunity to repeat. Another point for using jokes in the classroom: jokes can be repeated when you. As a learner, have learned a joke, you can go and tell it to other English speakers, 
and you also might hear that joke again from somebody else. So that's repetition, and it's it's helping you to learn and helping you to remember. Another one, another point is that understanding jokes and using jokes is really a big part of socialising.、Uh, especially, I don't know if it's true especially, but in my experience, it is a big part of communicating in. English-speaking cultures in England, America, Australia—the ones that I have experience with—I've、uh, been in conversations, in friendships with people from all of these places, and always when we're speaking, jokes are involved. If you're talking to me, maybe not some good jokes, but, but yeah, we're we're always joking with each other. It's part of conversation. It's part of socializing. It's part of getting to know someone. It's part a big part. Of communication, so I think it's something that should definitely be covered in in learning English, whether it's in your classes or、uh, you know by yourself or from watching your own、uh, the comedy TV that you choose yourself.、Um, noticing and understanding jokes and comedy is really important, I think. Okay. Another thing,、uh, this is quite a language learning theory heavy thing, is that it lowers the effective filter. It lowers the effective filter. What's that? That is your your block or your acceptance of English learning material. Imagine if you go to a classroom to learn English. There are books on the table. The teacher says with no emotion on his or her face. Hello, welcome. Please open your book. Please read page three. Yeah, you you are not ready to learn in that situation. You most people are thinking, oh no, this is not fun. This is going to be so boring.、Oh. But if you walk in and the teacher says something that makes you go ah, or I don't know, there's a picture of your favorite film on the board, and you think, oh, we're going to talk about Back to the Future today. This is great. You're really ready to learn. So joking, jokes, making people laugh and making feel people feel comfortable lowers the effective filter, and this this helps learning to happen. This helps you be more open to whatever might happen in the classroom. Okay, what else is on my list?、Um, another language learning theory heavy one: meta linguistic awareness. Meta linguistic awareness, and I suppose this goes back to what I said about. Um, jokes being part of socializing, metalinguistic awareness is becoming aware of the different forms of language. So not just learning to speak English, but learning how English changes in different situations. So the linguistics of jokes is an important part of of English of ever any language. Okay, and. All right, so why not? Why not use jokes to teach and learn English? Well, one thing that my wife points out is that puns kill conversation. Conversation killer, absolutely. If if we're in a in a bar chatting with some friends,、uh, someone mentions something and I say a pun about that thing, there is no response to that. There's no way to. Reply. It doesn't. It doesn't ask for a reply. It asks for laughing or groaning, and then what? 
then often the conversation changes and people are thinking, God, that Rob guy's a bit of a, a bit of a dick <laughs> saying these stupid, useless puns. It took me a long time to realize that. But this is what happens sometimes. If you want to really effectively use a pun and make people laugh, it has to be more clever than just a pun about one word. A pun has to combine two things that you've been speaking about, ideally, or combine them in a way that has some further comment on what you're talking about. I'll give you some examples later. Later in the podcast, I've got some jokes that I have invented in certain situations, which I thought were rather funny. But, you know, people who were the other side of the joke telling uh, probably had different opinions. All right, so that's one reason puns sometimes kill the conversation and I don't want learners to think, oh, I just have to make uh, stupid word jokes all the time and then and then I will be accepted in uh, society, in the culture, in, in the pub, at the table. No, it's not like that. Um, it's not like that. But saying jokes is a good thing. It doesn't have to be a pun. There are other forms of humour. And um, the other thing is that you might hear jokes from other people. So it's good to be aware of that too. The other reason why not to use jokes in the classroom is because explaining jokes is not funny. If you say a joke, nobody gets it. Then you have to explain the joke. The joke is not funny anymore. And this is what will happen today. <laughs> I will say some jokes that you won't get. And then I will explain them. And it won't be funny, but I'm teaching you about the jokes. Maybe if you, you know what, even with some of these jokes that I've got lined up, even if you do understand the joke, they might still not be funny. Mm, it depends. But yes, this is my point. Explaining jokes takes the fun out of it. Also, if I say a joke or if your teacher tells a joke in the classroom, which you don't understand, this can have the opposite effect of building confidence. This can kill confidence. This can really knock confidence because as a learner, you're in the classroom listening to the language you want to learn and there's something you don't understand. This is normal in a, in a classroom situation, but if other people are laughing, if other people got the joke, if other people understood the, the homonym or the homophone and you don't, then that can really not be good for your confidence and not be good for moving on in learning yeah so those are my re well okay another reason is i i but this goes um, against what i believe actually there's a thing about when you build a lesson you make a lesson for students for learners if it's not a serious subject like a business english subject or a conversation subject they might be thinking what is this is this really learning so if I go to a group of business English students and I say, okay, today we're going to do some jokes. They might be a, a bit, they might be thinking, well, wow, this, this guy's not really a professional teacher. So there is that. That's another reason to not use jokes in the classroom. But I'm against that. I think uh, anything which is part of communication is important to be part of an English lesson too. Right. Now, what about some possibilities for using jokes in the classroom. Um, I've written down a few. Um, one possibility is that students find their own jokes as a homework. They bring their own jokes to the classroom. 
you you tell your students, okay, next week let's start with a joke. Uh, bring us a joke you've heard from the TV or from a friend, or find a joke on the internet. Just Google best jokes. You can find some. You might have to translate one of the words to understand the meaning, but just come in next week. Tell us a joke. Then the student is telling the joke, and the student will explain the joke also.、Um, and another. Way of using jokes in the classroom. A way that I often do is when a piece of vocabulary comes up, and in my head I already have a joke about it. So this joke will not be a, like a planned part of the lesson, but I might say, "Oh, yeah, that is an interesting word. Actually, I have a joke about that word. A joke involving that word, and that can make the word a bit more memorable. For example." A few weeks ago,、um, no, it must be a few months ago now.、Uh, we were talking about deer, deer, the animal, deer. Like Santa has reindeer, and here in Germany,、um, some people like to go hunting. They like to shoot the deer that are in the woods.、Um, yeah, let's not talk about whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but. Needless to say, nice phrase for you. Needless to say, anyway, it's like saying anyway. We were talking about deer in the classroom, and it was a new word for my students. And I said, "Oh, hey, I've got a joke about deer. What do you call a deer with no eyes? What do you call a deer with no eyes?" And the answer is, no idea. No idea. A deer with no eyes. No idea. But it sounds like. No idea. I've got no idea. And it goes on. What do you call a deer with no eyes and no legs? Still no idea. Still no idea because it's still it can't move. It's got no legs. But it also means still no idea. I remain to have no idea. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Okay. I think I've got some laughter on here somewhere. Is it? Oh no. That's that's the one I need. That's the sound for a joke, which was not successful. The the chirping crickets, those insects that chirp, when you hear silence, you can hear the chirping of the crickets. So, when it's a bad joke, I'll play that.、Mm, okay. Let's move on to talk about different types of jokes. Different ways jokes are built, and for each one, I have some examples. So the first one is homonym puns, and with all of these jokes, actually, it could be a question form or a statement form, like "Why did the something do something?" and the answer because of this, or it could just just be a statement with some some funny sentence. Okay, so here are some homonym puns. Don't forget homonyms, same word, different meaning. So I will say the joke. See if you can guess which word is the homonym, and maybe you will get it. Maybe not. I'll explain after each one. Okay. This one I actually do like. Why did the man fall down the well? Because he couldn't see that well. Where's my laughing? If this is crickets, then this must be the laughing. No. 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 There we go. <laughs> Shut up. 
Why, why did I put I put the, the crickets at the bottom of my little jingle pad and the laughing way at the top? That does that does not make sense. They should be next to each other. Okay, why did the man fall down the well? Because he couldn't see that well. <laughs> yeah. So which word is is the homonym? It's the word well. Obviously, it was repeated. So a well is a deep hole in the ground where you can get water. A deep hole that goes to the groundwater and you can pull up with a rope, pull up a bucket with water in it, that's a well. And he couldn't see that well. Well being the adverb for good, like he couldn't see good, he couldn't see well. He couldn't, and to see, I can't see that well, you know, means not, not, not great. Why did the man fall down the well? Because he couldn't see that well. And there's a double meaning, he couldn't see that well, his eyesight was bad. He couldn't see that well, that one there, he couldn't see it. Yeah? I like this joke anyway. I think it's a good one. Okay, here's another one. My ex-wife still misses me, but her aim is starting to improve. <laughs> right. You're right to laugh at that one. Uh, okay, that's enough, that's enough, thank you. So, my ex-wife still misses me. So you think, oh, she, she regrets that the marriage broke up. She misses you. She wants to be with you. She thinks about you a lot uh, when you're not there. She misses you. And then you hear, but her aim is starting to improve. So when you throw something or when you shoot something, first you aim, yeah? You, you look to make sure you're, you're going to hit the thing. If you're playing basketball, you aim before you shoot into the basket. So my ex-wife still misses me, but her aim is starting to improve. So now you realize that when his ex-wife misses him, it's that she's throwing things all the time and never hitting him. She still misses me. That was the miss that was meant. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Some, oh, oh well, there's one more. Okay, I only wrote one word down, so I have to think how to word this. Um, I called my local yoga school to ask if they could teach me to do the splits. They said, how flexible are you? I said, I can't do Mondays or Tuesdays. <laughs> okay, um, so to do the splits is that thing where you put your legs apart flat on the ground. I can't do it. People who do yoga often can do it. People who do, who do ballet can do it because you need to be flexible. So when I asked, can you teach me to do the splits? They would ask, how flexible are you? Very flexible, not very flexible. But how flexible are you can also mean, you know, what, what time, what is your availability like? Can you, can you do mornings or afternoons? So how flexible are you? Well, I can only do Mondays or Tuesdays. Or was it I can't do Mondays and Tuesdays? <laughs> Correct. All right, so those were some homonym jokes. Now let's talk about some homophone jokes where the word sounds the same, but is written differently. And obviously these, wor these words um, are great for, well, not great. <laughs> these jokes are good for speaking. When they're written down, it's a bit stupid because you can see the word that it's meant to be. Okay, so. What did the grape say when it got crushed? What did the grape say when it got crushed? Nothing, 
it just let out a little whine. <laughs> Actually, now I'm going to do this one. Does that sound like crickets? It sounds like it sounds more like someone pushing a bike that needs some oil. Hmm. Maybe I should have gone with wind. Maybe I should have gone with. Yeah, I think I'll just do that next time. All right, then let's talk about that joke, that bad, bad joke. Uh, grape. What is a grape? A grape is a fruit, and it's those small fruits that make wine. Grapes. So, what did the grape say when it got crushed? Nothing. It just it just let out a little wine because wine is the drink made from grapes. But to whine, w h i n e, is to make a sound a bit like crying, like like if you leave a dog alone. If a dog is sad, it will it will whine. So when the grape got crushed, it let out a little whine. Right. So here's another one. What do you call a piece of wood with nothing to do? What do you call a piece of wood which has nothing to do? Bored. Did you get that one? What do you call a piece of wood with nothing to do? Bored. Because bored. If you're bored, you're not excited.、Uh, you can't wait for the boring movie to finish because you're bored. It's so boring. But a board is also just a, a piece of wood, a flat piece of wood. Is a board, so piece of wood with nothing to do. Board. Let's move on. My next page. Oh, where is my next page?、Oh, it's right here. Okay. Okay. Sound-alike jokes are next. Sound-alike jokes when the word sounds a bit like another word. These are really the worst kind of jokes. For example, what do you call a lady with one leg shorter than the other? What do you call lady with one leg shorter than the other? You call her Eileen. Eileen. Why? Well, to lean, when you sort of you know put all your weight to one side. If you're standing next to a wall and you put all your weight on it, then you're leaning on the wall. Sort of, you know, leaning to your side, and if a lady had one leg shorter than the other, then she would lean, and she would say Eileen. <laughs> so you could call her Eileen. Eileen is actually a name. Right. Looking back at the list, desperate for the next one to be better. It's no better. Did you know that the person who invented the door knocker won the Nobel Prize? Won the Nobel Prize. Why is it funny? Why is it supposed to be funny? Nobel Prize, the Nobel Prize. Like if you have no bell, this person invented the door knocker so that you can knock on the door and you don't need a bell. The no, the Nobel Prize. <laughs> this is this joke is really stupid because I assume the doorbell was invented after the door knocker. So why would the person who invented the door knocker get the Nobel Prize? Stupid. All right, and. This one I do like. This one I do like, and this is this 
um, exemplifies my dark sense of humor that I find this one funny. Hey, there was a kidnapping at my son's school yesterday. Yeah. It's okay though, the kid woke up in the end. <laughs> Let's move on to the next group of jokes, the next type of jokes. This next uh, type of joke is probably the one which will confuse English learners the most. The ones which, when you're in conversation with native English speakers, will make you go, oh, I just don't get that at all. It's because these are based on idioms or phrases which are used in English. And if you don't know that idiom or phrase, then how can you possibly understand the joke? So here we go. There are going to be lots of idioms coming up. Here is the first joke. So what if I don't know the word apocalypse? No, <laughs> I said it wrong. Okay, let me try again. So what if I don't know what the word apocalypse means? It's not the end of the world. <laughs> because... Because... Oh! Idiot. There's the idiom alarm. A bit late. Idiot. After the laughter. Idiot. After the laughter. There you go. I'm a, I'm a poet and I wasn't aware of the fact. Alright, so... Well, what was I talking about? Uh, why is this joke funny? Yes, because... We have a phrase, an idiom, which is why the idiom alarm went off. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Which is a phrase to say, which means it's okay, it's not that important. It's not that important. Oh, oh no, my, oh, my pen's not working. Oh no, what am I going to do? It's okay, it's not the end of the world. I've got another pen right here. It's fine. But, so what if I don't know what the word apocalypse means? It's not the end of the world. You know, it's not that important. But actually, apocalypse means the end of the world, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Okay. Another one. I've got lots of these because um, they're quite funny and you will, you're, you are going to learn quite a few idioms. Actually, let me turn the idiom alarm off because I don't want the idiom alarm to be going off every five seconds here. Okay, so idiom alarm is off. Next time there's an idiom, it, I'll just tell you about it. Okay. I was wondering why the ball was getting bigger and then it hit me. So yes, you're right to laugh. You're right to laugh. What is what is the double meaning there? What what is the phrase? It's it hit me, and then it hit me. If something hits you, it's like the word to realize. When you discover something later, you, for example, maybe I, I tell you a joke. Maybe someone tells you a joke and you don't get it, or you see a joke on TV and you don't get it. Later on, it hits you. Oh, right now I get it. Yeah. Oh, like, um, <laughs> watching The Simpsons when I was a kid. I didn't get a lot of the jokes which were maybe about sex or about some American celebrity culture. But now I watch the same Simpsons episodes and, oh, it hits me. Ah, oh, it hit me. That, that's why this thing is funny. Yeah, okay. I was wondering why the ball was getting bigger. And then it hit me. Yeah, and then it hit me in the face. But also I... I realized I found out the reason it was getting bigger. <laughs> yes. Next joke. I just found out that I'm colorblind. <sighs> yeah, the news came completely out of the green. <laughs> so what is the 
idiom or phrase that this one plays with. It's the idiom out of the blue. Out of the blue is an English, a British or American, I don't know, both I think, is an English idiom which means by surprise. So for example, if my doorbell rang right now and I opened the door and it was my brother who lives in England and I'm here in Germany, I'd say, wow, what are you doing here? This is out of the blue. You didn't call me to say you were coming. I wasn't expecting you. This is completely out of the blue. So that's why the joke, I just found out that I'm colorblind. The news came completely out of the green. It's funny because it's the wrong color. The, the idiom is normally blue, but this, this person is colorblind. So they're saying green. <laughs> Did you hear about the restaurants on the moon? I heard the food was good, but it had no atmosphere. <laughs> right. Hmm, is that more of a homonym joke? Because atmosphere, it's, that's the two meanings of atmosphere. If somewhere has no atmosphere, it means it has no mood, like a very, very, very boring mood, like a restaurant with no atmosphere, no music, no nice lighting, no people chatting and having fun in the background. Not a good atmosphere. But if a restaurant is on the moon, then it will have no atmosphere, no air in the atmosphere, <laughs> you know. Uh, so there's the double meaning there. I think for that one, actually. Hey, to the guy who invented zero, thanks for nothing. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. So thanks for nothing is a phrase you hear a lot. Oh, great. Thanks for nothing. Like a, a sarcastic way of saying thank you. Um, you're saying thank you, but you don't mean thank you. You probably mean fuck you. <laughs> you probably, probably mean I'm not happy. Thanks for nothing. So, to the guy who invented zero, or, or lady, to the person who invented zero, you know, the, the number zero, which, which means nothing, to the person who invented zero, thanks for nothing. <laughs> okay. I like that joke, but it means nothing to me. Okay, moving on to the next joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, first you need to know what to be cremated is. To be cremated, so when you die, you you have two options, two main options. You can be buried in a hole in the ground, or you can be cremated, you can be burned to, to ash. So I want to be cremated because it's my last hope for a smoking hot body. <laughs> and it, it is my last hope for a smoking hot body. Smoking hot is another word for like sexy wow she's smoking hot or hey have you watched um outlander the scottish guy in outlander he's smoking hot he's got a smoking hot body and if you are cremated you're going to have a smoking hot body because you're going to be burned so <laughs> and so comes back my very dark sense of humor right i've got two more on this list of idioms with uh, phrases, sorry, jokes with phrases or idioms. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, you know that I find it funny when I'm reading it. I'm reading it and laughing before I say it. Okay. I used to hate facial hair. I used to really hate facial hair. But then it grew on me. <laughs> I think I phrased that wrong, wait. I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. <laughs> right. Because if something grows on you, it means you don't like it at first, but then after some time, it grows on you. After some time, you get to like it. So maybe you've got a new colleague and you don't really like this new colleague. You've got nothing to talk about much. You think, oh, he's or she's a little bit uh, too self-confident. It's not my type of person. But then after a while, you start talking. You find you have some of the same interests or you, you share the same sense of humor. And maybe that person might grow on you, you know, after some time you like them more. Or, this doesn't happen so much these days, but, you know, I used to buy CDs. I used to buy CD albums. Can you imagine? I used to spend 10 to 12 pounds on a CD with 10 to 12 songs. And because I'd spent my hard-earned money on those CDs, I used to listen to them. And because, you know, I've spent money, I think... I've got to like this music. I've got to enjoy this album. Otherwise, it's a waste of money. So often I would buy an album and play it a few times and think, it's not very good. But when I kept playing the album, sometimes it, it grew on me. The album grew on me. And even maybe I bought an album for, for one song and I love that song and that's my favorite song. But after a while, another song grows on me and, and that becomes my favorite song from the album. Examples of to grow on me, to grow on you. I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me, yeah? Because facial hair, it grows on you. The hair on your face, okay. Uh, okay, the last one from this list. Oh yeah, okay, I like this one. F physiotherapist, do you know that? A physiotherapist, Physi a physiotherapist. <laughs> a physiotherapist. A physiotherapist is a person who helps you with your posture, how you stand, helps you with your muscles if you have a muscle problem or after you have some injury can help that part of the body to get better physically. A physiotherapist is part of this joke. Okay. I never thought my physiotherapist would be able to fix my bad posture, but I stand corrected. Because <laughs> if you stand corrected, it means, you know, you, you've said something wrong and then somebody else said, actually, no, you can say, okay, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Uh, I think that uh, Sergeant Pepper probably sold the most albums. Is the Beatles album that sold the most. Uh, no, Rob, actually, uh, Help is the Beatles album that sold the most. It sold way more than Sergeant Pepper. Oh, okay. You've got the statistics there. You've got the figures. I stand corrected. Actually, uh, you know, I'm sure that I will stand corrected because I was making that example up completely. I have no idea which Beatles album sold the most. It could even be one that was released after the Beatles, like that uh, collection of number ones that came out in around, I don't know, what was that, like 2008 or something? Don't know. Okay. Uh, let's get out of this Beatles hole. Uh, let's fix that hole where the rain gets in. And 
What's next on my list? Ah, yes. Some puns that I have made up. So I, I pride myself on being able to find puns about situations that I'm in. And here are some that I remember. But, and like I say, lots of the time these are conversation killers. But these are some that I'm proud of. And I'm happy that they can live again through this podcast. So here we go. But for ev- everyone, I'm going to have to explain the situation when I said them in to explain why, so that you realize why I said them and why they were funny. So the first one, I used to work at a photo agency and every morning I was the, I was the editor and I, okay, deputy editor. And every morning I would get there and look at all the pictures that had come in on the wire and give like a little speech to the sales team about what new pictures we got, which, which pictures we can sell or, you know, things like that. And this was Boxing Day, so the day after Christmas. And while it wasn't, I think it was, the pictures were from Boxing Day. The pictures were from the day after Christmas. And it was Prince Charles visiting a rehab center. What's a rehab center? It's a place where people go to uh, get over difficulties in their life, usually about drugs and alcohol. So I said, Prince Charles has been visiting a rehab center. I expect he ate some cold turkey. (laughs) Oh no, wait, maybe it's better. Prince Charles visited a rehab center. I expect they served him some cold turkey. I thought served him worked better, yeah. Uh, Why is that funny? Because cold turkey is a way of stopping doing drugs. Uh, You can stop gradually, like instead of doing 10 lines of coke every day, make it eight and then nine, no, (laughs) eight and then seven, then six, or just like do one one a week for a while before before you do none. Or you can go cold turkey, just stop doing it from one day to the next. And... Deeper, more, there's another layer to this because it was just after Christmas and traditionally at Christmas, most British people, most British families serve turkey. So the day after Christmas, Boxing Day is the day after Christmas, many houses in the fridge have some cold turkey left over. So Prince Charles visited a rehab center on Boxing Day. I expect they served him some cold turkey. Okay, you had to be there. You had to be there. Here's another joke, a joke which I've made up. Uh, It takes the format of a joke, um, a sentence form joke. Uh, But first you need to know what an anesthetist is. An anesthetist, very difficult word to pronounce. I'm surprised I got it right there. An anesthetist is the person who, I I believe they're a doctor, um, not just a nurse not just a nurse, like I shouldn't say just a nurse. I believe you have to have a very, very special qualifications to be an anesthetist because an anesthetist is the person in the hospital who puts you to sleep just before surgery. Or yeah, is it is it also an anesthetist if it's just a local anesthetic? There's, so what they do is they administer an anesthetic, an injection with an anesthetic in it which either puts you completely to sleep or just makes a part of your body numb. 
anybody who does those things is an anesthetist. So here's my anesthetist joke. I used to go out with an anesthetist, but I realized I had no feelings for her. <laughs> I had no feelings for her because an, an anesthetist makes you feel nothing. I went out with an anesthetist. I had no feelings for her. Yeah. I did actually, um, when I had an operation a few months ago, years ago, this is pre-pandemic, when I had an operation on, because I had a hernia, uh, don't Google it if you don't know what a hernia is, definitely don't Google image it, um, and I had an operation and I told that joke to the anaesthetist just before I went to the operation, but I don't know if they laughed or not because after I told the joke, <laughs> I fell asleep. All right, so ah, here's a joke that I made up living in Germany and it involves two languages because of the German word for shark. The German word for shark is high. So this made me think of the joke. Um, did you hear about the German lifeguard in Australia? He was up there looking over the cliffs and he shouted down at everybody, hi, hi. Hi! And everybody on the beach shouted back, Hi! And then they all got eaten by sharks. <laughs> you know, he, he was shouting shark, but in German, hi! <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes, you should be laughing at that joke. And here is a joke, a spontaneous joke, which I said on the spot. Another one of the jokes, like the Prince Charles cold turkey joke, where I have to explain before... Uh, I can say it. So I was at a music uh, exhibition, uh, a music exhibition. So it's an exhibition, uh, you know, like a car exhibition, a book exhibition, where lots of uh, music companies, companies who make musical instruments, exhibits, show you uh, what they make and you can have a go with these things. And one of these stands had uh, free uh, plectrums. I would call it a plectrum, but Americans call them picks. And these are the small bits of triangle, triangular bits of plastic that you hold in your fingers when you strum a guitar um, or a ukulele or any kind of stringed instrument. And um, so me and my friends, my, my American friends were there and we went to this stand and we were looking at some guitars and a guy came over working at the stand and said, hey guys, would you like one of these? And he had a big um, bowl full of plectrums or picks. And my friend said, oh, yeah, great. Can I can I have any one? He said, yeah. And I said, wow, take your pick. <laughs> take your pick. Because take your pick is a way to say, yeah, choose anyone you like. Take your pick. But also he was literally taking a pick because the thing he was taking was a pick. <laughs> Extra laugh for that one. All right, here's the last one. And this one exemplifies... This one is an example of how um, patterns of speech, uh, word stress, sentence stress, can can change meaning. So, uh, this is from when my wife and I went to New York one time, went on a little trip to New York. And the next day we met up with my friend Alex, who lives in New York. And he said, oh, how, I'll do, I'll do his accent. Hey, how was your guy's flight? Uh, how was yesterday when you arrived? Was it good? And I said, yeah, it was great. 
Um, so the flight, yeah, no delays or nothing. We got a taxi to the hotel and we had five guys in our hotel room. What? You had five guys in your hotel room? Yeah, we had five guys in our hotel room. What? What are you talking about, Rob? Oh, well, we went outside and there was this burger place called Five Guys. And we got burgers and fries and we took it back to the hotel room. We had five guys in our hotel room. <laughs> yeah, he groaned. Um, five guys. There's a train, not a train, a chain of restaurants, uh, fast food re restaurants, and it's called Five Guys. So we had five guys in our in our in our hotel room. But if you if you phrase it like Five Guys, instead of stressing, if you stress guys, not five, Five Guys, Five Guys, it sounds like we had five men. We had five guys in our hotel room. What? Okay. So there you go. Uh, the podcast about whether you should use jokes or not, and then different types of jokes. And I told you some jokes and I explained them. Hopefully, uh, some made you laugh. Hopefully, you've learned some new words or phrases and you might remember them because you, they're associated with jokes. And I thought at the end of the podcast, I would tell you my favorite joke, which fits into none of those categories. Um, here it is. So the joke is when you see, uh, it's also dark, when you see an ambulance going past with its lights on, an ambulance in an emergency, and it drives past you, you say, well, he won't sell many ice creams going that fast. <laughs> All right, because, you know, the joke is that I, I think it's an ice cream van. Do you have ice cream vans where you are? It's a, it's a van and they play music to tell everybody that it's there. They stop outside in the street and they play music so everyone can hear it and know, oh, the ice cream van is here. Let's go buy an ice cream. So an ambulance, another van with which makes a noise, but you know, completely different. That joke is, uh, I, th I think that was created by a, a British comedian from the 70s, 60s and 70s called Eric Morecambe. Very, very funny guy. Okay, yeah, so, so there ends the jokes podcast and now at the end of the podcast as I promised at the beginning of the podcast I'm going to tell you about why the podcast has been away for a while what I've been up to and some changes so the big thing uh for for us as a family as you might have seen I don't show my family on my Instagram or anything but you might have seen in my Instagram stories that we have been renovating a house recently. We bought a house, an old house, because um, it was in our budget, <laughs> but it's old. And we knew it needed some renovation and we had a budget for the renovation. But a few weeks ago, the renovation on our end had to stop because we found lots of asbestos. Asbestos is a building material which was used up until the 1990s. Um, it's different in some countries uh, when it changed. But uh, this building material is dangerous. If you breathe it in, um, it's, it's uh, carcinogenic. Uh, so it's really not very good for you. It could lead to cancer. So, of course, we don't want to put our family in a place with this stuff in it. So we have to have it removed. And where is it? Well, if it's under the floor, it's easy to remove. And they found some under the floor, but it's pretty easy to remove. If they find it in the insulation in your roof, for example, it's it's easy to remove. 
they didn't find any in the roof. In fact, there's no insulation in the roof. Um, but they did find it in the plaster in the walls. The plaster, it's the it's the thing which makes the wall. Like it's it's brick. And then on top of the brick, there's a layer of plaster. It's like cement, but uh, thicker or thinner, perhaps. And um, yeah, that's, that's what makes your wall. Basically, you, if you have wallpaper, you put it on the plaster. And it's in the plaster, which of course is the most difficult thing to remove it from because you can't just lift it out like you can if it's under a floor or if it's in a wall, a, a, a wooden wall, if it's insulation. So it's in our plaster, so what they had to do was uh, make the house a vacuum, make tunnels going in and out of the house, wear special, wear special clothes, special protective clothing, and use a special tool which uh, sucks up all of the dust as it bores away, as it drills away, as it grinds down the plaster on our walls. So... Uh, that's what they had to do in the whole house and the ceilings. And it took a lot of time. It set us back because we want to move into this place soon because we're paying, paying rent at the minute and paying back the bank loan on the house at the same time. So uh, we want to move in as quickly as possible. So this set us back by three, um, maybe a month, three weeks, maybe a month. And um, it's cost a lot. It's been a big unexpected expense which means which makes the rest of the um, renovation a challenge let's say that <laughs> um, <laughs> hey hey it's not funny what are you laughing at guys come on come on be serious for a minute okay and yeah the other thing is um, that our work our jobs um, are changing in certain ways so um Income is going to change down and the needs for the renovation is going to change up the budget for the renovation. So, um, yeah, basically, I've, I've taken some time off to, to concentrate on that, to feel stressed out about that and think what we're going to do about it. And then I started planning about how uh, I can offer something to you guys, how I can monetize this podcast and by making useful content for English learners, not just a podcast, but also offer English lessons and a course. All this sort of stuff is coming soon. I've been working on a framework and about how to put it together and what different options there will be for you guys. Um, but the good thing about it is the podcast will remain free, of course, as it always has been. And because, uh, you know, I'm for, for some content, uh, I'm going to be charging people, uh, well, asking them to make an investment in their English. Yeah, that's the right way to word it. Um, and yeah, but the good thing about that is that it will become weekly because I will have to be strict about it. Yeah. Until now, this has been a hobby, a creative outlet. Uh, I come down to the basement. I make Instagram videos. I make podcasts from time to time. I speak to great teachers, which is really... Um, Great, because being an English teacher can be quite lonely and uh, it's nice to speak to people who are doing similar things. So, uh, oh well, and also the teacher guests are useful in the podcast too. They're useful for you guys to learn from also. Uh, yeah, so the podcast will remain free. The podcast will become more regular. And uh, other stuff on Instagram, 
will um, continue to be different from the podcast. And on LinkedIn, you can find me, English with Rob, if you so choose to follow me there. And there will be courses and other offers in the past and a website still in development. So that's exciting, right? You can watch it grow with me. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, now I suppose I'm going to end. I should end with a joke. Um, all right, this is a joke. This is a joke which you can't say anymore. And this is a joke which shows my age because it's from the days when you used to go to the video shop or later the DVD shop and rent a DVD for the night or for the weekend or for the week or whatever. So I went to the video shop and I said, oh, can I rent Batman forever? Um, the guy said, no, you, you have to bring it back tomorrow, actually. Yeah, you can't rent it forever. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you guys like that one. Okay, good to end on a positive note. <laughs> okay, yeah. It, come on, it wasn't that funny guys yeah okay so um i'm going to end with another version of the jingle that i made that you heard earlier about the fact that puns are fun p-u-n-s puns are fun yeah puns are lots of fun when i make a joke with a homophone or i make you grin with a homonym